What's up, aliens? I hope you're listening in. Welcome to the Where's My Beer podcast. We are coming at you live from early May. It is a lovely early summer day out here from Munkle Brewing, downtown Charleston. Uh, we're coming at you with four guys and a buddy. Paul's in town. And we're going to be uh, you know, talking about some necessary conversations. And Jackson's going to tell us what those are. Yeah, we got a random list today. We're just going to figure it out as we go. But we're going to start with check-ins. Uh, where we're at, what we're drinking. Uh, Then we're going to go into Charleston's best outdoor hangouts. Then we're going to do hot takes, uh, which I think will be a fun one. Um, And some of the what are the best weekend activities slash schedules for uh, visiting Charleston during the summer. And uh, maybe some of the random topics as we get into this. What do you guys think are the odds we actually get to all the topics and we don't just veer off into another direction? Uh, 80%. That we are going to fuck off all the time. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Also, but. we're at Monkle, a, uh, a staple for hanging out. It hasn't been a staple yet for our podcast, but uh, this is technically our first official podcast that we'll have here. That is correct. Very excited. If you haven't been to Monkle, check them out. But uh, Mike, what are you drinking? Uh, I went with the Saison this time. I, I feel really guilty because the last time that I drank a Bruges, I couldn't remember what beer it was. And then we all thought it was like a not that and uh flashback to boys day and it kind of gave me ptsd so i i switched up okay yeah so you felt like you betrayed that beer and you just couldn't go back to it yeah it definitely felt like a betrayed betrayed it <laughs> betrayed jackson <laughs> he's back oh uh, yeah i, I feel like i on <laughs> can't try it yeah yeah i just you know i felt like i didn't do it justice okay he wants to try that beer bro Oh, I thought you said catcher in the rye. And I was like, <laughs> sure, Nate. Catcher in the rye. I don't. I didn't get the reference, so I just moved on. <laughs> can I try the beer? Um, but yeah, to be fair, and and you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, that's soon. good. Uh, <clears throat> we did a blind beer test, and like some of our favorite beers, the the Monkle Bruges City Brin, and <laughs> we didn't know what it was. It was really embarrassing. Um, girlfriend of ours duct taped the beer so we couldn't see. It was all blind, and I, just, I honestly I didn't think that they was. They would ever. I didn't think that she was going to put that beer in there. Yeah, I was I mean, in the domestics still. Same. And she then, did a good job at picking out beers that we yeah. all really like, but we all like pretty much got them wrong. Well, minus lo-fi. Yeah, that yeah. was that was like a that was rude. An outlier. Yeah, I did terrible at that. <laughs> oh, I. We we wouldn't expect anything less. Honestly, I think that it was kind of like golf for you. The lower your score, the better you did. Everyone else was playing basketball, and you were playing golf. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, I, that works. I don't remember half of it. What you drinking? I'm drinking the Bruges. Ah. Um, I will say, though, it tastes pretty different out of a can versus a draft. That is true. I would agree. It's a different Ah. beer. Some beers are like that. They're pretty different. Better? Worse? Oh, it's a lot better, I think. I think it's a lot better out of draft. I love a good draft. Yeah. Something different. Like, I had a PBR in a can the other day, and I love PBR cans, but I was like, man, I could go for a draft. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that, like, hierarchy of, like, draft number one, cans number two, or bottles number two, cans number three. I think so. I'm just impressed that you feel that strongly about PBR. You should know this by now. (laughs) I don't know why this is a surprise. Nate, what are you drinking? uh, I got the Pilsner. That's my go-to. I think that was the only thing I could drink during Boys Day when me and Mike came here because I was 
a little too intoxicated. I just like my taste buds were like saturated at that point. I was like, I need something as light as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my stomach's been kind of bothering me today. So I didn't feel like being very adventurous with anything. Not that I <laughs> do adventurous things anyway with my beer, but okay. I like the Pilsner. Yeah. It's, a, you, it's a good go to. How do you compare it to the Saison? Um, I, d- I mean, the Pilsner's definitely, I enjoy the Pilsner more, but I do like the Saison. Yeah, I think for me, like the Pilsner is just a little too uh, bland comparatively. Bland. Interesting. Bland. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I just yeah, don't like Pilsner. There's a little general. bit more going on there for the, sure. The Saison's probably my second favorite beer here when oh, they wow. do it. They yeah. don't always do it. It's it's seasonal, Saisonable. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The, the Pilsner is just like easier to drink. Sorry, I was burping. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Bring it cool. yeah. yeah. I got the blonde, actually. Yeah. I typically don't go for the blonde, but uh, she stood out and. I was also about to reach for the Grand National until I saw the percentage and it was 10.6. I was like, yeah, we can't start on that type of uh, a <laughs> note. Can, they got a beer called the Grand can, National. Yeah, that's cool. I think I, this is the like first time I've ever seen it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I might have to Maybe. go for one of the bigger ones because I am on like a six day bender right now. So fuck it. Ooh. Why not? Go for it. Yeah. Don't let it sound like a you. horse. <laughs> Speaking of the horse. Anyone watching Kentucky Derby? I drank a pitcher of mint juleps on Saturday, and that didn't go well. Ooh, yum! That's hurt. That hurts. We were doing yeah. some bullet juleps. They were great, dude. Yeah, I had some, and they—that was the first time I ever had one, and I was—I was, I was uh, pleased. I ordered two. Did anybody pick the winning horse? I he, didn't even watch the race. Who's oh, my second pick? I didn't really? watch it. I picked because my mind—I was like, first place isn't going to win it. Last place, very unlikely. I was like, has to be one of these like. Eight to one odds, eight to two, whatever, or nine to two, whatever the, yeah. the number Normally, is. Yeah. And then uh, I forgot who my first pick was. And then my first pick was in the top three. And then Mage, yeah, Mage one. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was fun. It was the most exciting two minutes I've ever seen. It was. Have you not watched other the horse than my race sex before? life? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, I've seen it before. It was just I yeah, just setting up your own joke. Yeah, nice. Well done. How about that hailstorm yesterday? That was gnarly. Yeah. How often does that happen? That's Not the first rarely, one since dude. I've been here that I can remember. It's uh yeah, it's definitely the first one in a long time. Long time. How'd you guys' uh vehicles end up looking? No damage. I have no idea. Luck- well, no damage that I could see today, but we'll see after it goes and gets a car wash and is nice and clean again if there's anything that pops I mean, out. It wasn't like hail, hail. It was like No, it was fucking hail. It was? Oh yeah, like a whole front yard driveway covered in hail. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I guess by me it seemed more like little thin. Yeah, I would say they were He's probably size. like, you know, um, like a marble size. Yeah, I mean that's hail. Yeah, yeah. Like sonic ice. Yeah, sonic that's ice. A, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Pellet ice. Pellet ice. But it was like hard as shit. Like I tried to go outside to grab one to show Hannah because she's apparently never seen hail before in her life. Really? And she was like, "Well," and I got hit by one. I was like, "That hurt." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't feel good. Like, all right, going back inside. That is yeah. random as hell, though. We were. Yeah, it was a nasty storm. Start of May, we get a hailstorm. Yeah. And it's 87 degrees outside yeah. the day before no and way. after. Dude, the summer's going to be wicked. We were sitting outside at New Realm. We had a comp- uh, company dinner. And I just see this black cloud in my coworker. She's like, that looks like a tornado. I was like, dude, no. Like, it's Charleston. It'll pass. We'll get a little bit of rain. And then it just fucking yeah, Those clouds were angry it looking. came out of like nowhere. Like, it looked like a hurricane, like, category two. Yeah. Pushing. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And then 20 minutes later, it was over. <laughs> I don't know. It lasted a good bit yesterday. It was like 90 degrees yesterday almost. Yeah. It was hot. It made me feel like it was a Florida storm. That's really what it was. It was angry. Mm. It was mean. And then I was over. Right. Yeah. Right. But also I, like Jackson's sex life. 
right. Short-lived. Now that we've checked in. Yeah. Jackson's sex life. Let's go get a beer. Let's get a beer. All right. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Welcome back. We have a brand new set of beers here. Cheers, everybody. Uh, we're going to go into our segment here. Just going to talk about some uh, our favorite outdoor environments that we like to hang out in. Doesn't have to be geared towards an activity or drinking or whatever it may be. It's just, you know, our personal favorites. I think Mike is ready to go. So, Mike. The backyard. I love being in the backyard. Sitting next to the fire, drinking a shitload of beers, cooking my own pizza. That's it. That's all. That's what I need. All right. You have a good backyard. That is yeah. a good backyard. You have a good backyard. It's like when it comes to outdoor activities, there's very few other things I would choose over that. Just but whatever I choose has to have beer. Describe your backyard for those who don't know. I mean, we got a nice little, like, some nice foliage. foliage. Fucking A, man. Foliage? Yeah, foliage. Um, like, nice big tree. You know, just like a fire pit right on the pond. Like, it's a nice area to just sit and relax in. And also great for entertaining, having people over, or just throwing disc golf discs or playing drinking games in the backyard. I was just about to say, dude, we, I love the little uh, disc golf putting we can do in yeah, your backyard. Fun. What do you call that? It's just a basket. No, the oh, I thought you were talking about the, the oh, game. Oh, Beersby. Beersby. Oh, Beersby. Yeah, yeah. We're playing hole. Frisbee. Yeah, it's just there's just enough space that you can have, you know, 20, 30 people like hang out and do that. And oh, we wait. can make a bunch of food. And You forgot the projector as well. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So I know it's broke, but you've done it so many times. Yeah, the projector has been great, um, minus until it got turned over in that storm when Ty was here. And it's shredded to no existence anymore. So that was a little bit of a problem. But, you know, that's our, you know. Potential easy fix. Okay, that's a pretty pretty good spot. Yep. I, I I agree. I like I like the backyard a lot. Oh, Nate, Nate, uh, Hampton Park, Hampton, Hampton Park. Park, Hampton Park's my go-to spot. Yeah, okay, outdoor spot. What do you I like about it? Um, I well, for, first of all, it's very convenient. It's like half a mile for me, so I like running there or walking there. I mean, sometimes I'll drive there and I'll set up my hammock. I uh, I'll meet people there and I'll just walk around. It's nice to just walk around it. It is a nice area. Yeah. Would you like it as much if you didn't live next to it? Like if you had to drive 20 minutes to it, would it be worth it? Um, Probably not. That's too far. Yeah. I mean, I, that is something that's important to me. Wherever I live, I like to have some sort of something that I can walk to nature wise. So if I was living somewhere else, I imagine I would find like if I was in Park Circle, for example, you'd have this Park Circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or if I was over in Mount Pleasant, probably be Pitt Street Bridge. Yeah, Which picture. I do enjoy going there quite a bit. Yeah, I hate that place so much. So many people and so many bugs. Yeah, parking there really? sucks so that much place. that I don't like. If to you go. can bike there and you, and it's like maybe not sunset where there's so many mosquitoes out, it, it's not bad. I really haven't. I've yeah. had every bug time I there. go. Oh, dude! Every time. Well, you know they love me, so every time uh, I yeah. go there, it's just like it's just annoying. Yeah, I don't like to spend much time there. Yeah, it is but, pretty though. A lot. The Hampton Park's real pretty. I mean, the inside of it, the trees, the oak trees. All the you know, especially certain times of the year when all the flowers are blooming. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Let's go to spot. My nice. go to spot. Yeah. What about y'all? Uh, upstairs at Revelry, number one outdoor spot. Even after the building's been built, it's it's lost a couple of uh, points. You know, overall, uh, when I was was first living here, there was nothing to block your view. There wasn't the big tech center. There wasn't the uh, apartment building that they just put right beside it. Like, and you just had a beautiful 360. You had a nice summer breeze, sunset going down or 
middle of the day. It's just a good, happy place to be. And I think it's changed a little bit with uh, a lot of the upcoming buildings. Yeah. But uh, if you got the right group of people, right vibe, and, you know, their beer's fantastic, I think, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy. Yeah. It won the bracket for a reason. This is also true. Good this, point, Nate. This yeah. is a hot take, even though I'm an architect and you would think that I would like development and new things like that. I kind of still live, like wish we lived in a society, maybe like an old savage Viking society where whoever built that building, we could physically assault. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't your wife try to assault someone who built a building that she didn't like? She verbally uh, assaulted verbally him. Yeah, yeah, wait, what, sure. what would be different about that time that would allow that to be okay? I think, I think that everyone except the developer themselves thinks that's a shitty idea because revelry is a staple. It was been, it had been there. And therefore and we can protect we can, the staple. Yeah. We could be like, you're not going to build that there. Nobody likes this. I feel like, yeah, we definitely <laughs> should have assaulted him before could, it started. Not after. Yeah. Not yeah, after. Not I'm after. Just saying, but like, yeah. Could you, the developer then, because they have the money, could they hire someone for us to fight? Yeah. Like think, they could hire their own army. Then we have like the revelry army uh, and we fight them. Look, I'm describing the dark ages all over again. And, and, Yes, there there are aspects of it. Not all of it. Lack of medicine is a is a good example, but um, there are aspects of it which I wish we would go back to. Which is just <laughs> I, I like the wild west type type yeah. of way of going about it. Like you like you got a problem with somebody, you just go up and slap them, and then you guys just duel. Yeah, we should bring back duels. Someone dies. <laughs> we should bring gun. back duels. Yeah, I like that. Well, like someone dies or they, their gun misfires, there's like a fifty percent chance right. that it's going to misfire. I think yeah. if you're a developer and you have like millions and millions of dollars on the line, you should be willing to stand and duel the little bitty guy Absolutely. next to you that you're going to ruin his his house with. That's fair. Hot That's take. Fair. Hot take. Yeah, I mean. So. Dude, I, I want to say, I was driving by that one building again today. The big black one? The big, the black, big black one. The big yeah. black one that ruins the view of Charleston. Dude, I like it. It's cool. I mean, it's a cool, it's a beautiful building. Yeah. There's it's, nothing wrong with the actual building. If it's, that building was just not on the water, it's yeah. it'd be great. It's context. It's just so, where the building's located. So, for example, like, you know where the uh, paper plant is? Yeah. So, the paper plant's closing down. Yeah. And that entire area, I bet some billion-dollar, like, investment company's going to buy that, and they're just going to put up tons of apartments. They're going to have outdoor parks, all that stuff up there. That's exactly what I imagine that's going to be in the next 10 or 15 years, because they're not going to build another paper plant there. Yeah. They're going to rip it down. They're going to do other stuff. And that's what I imagine that area is going to be, is buildings that look like that building. And but it's on the other side. It's not looking into downtown, and like not the historic district of downtown yeah. Charleston, which has yeah. been voted one of the best cities. In yeah, the but world it's not for. necessarily. It doesn't seem to be like by anything historic. It it is. Is but, it? Yeah. Like but, what? Um, like that whole area down by Union Station, which they're also about. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I guess I don't feel like it stands out so much. I mean, look at all other I mean, yeah, structures of the, every building downtown. There's nothing like it. Well, downtown, but not around there. I'm I think talking that, downtown right there. There's nothing that looks like danger, that building. I think mate. the danger is if you arbitrarily draw I a line. I feel like it fits in. To me, it fits in over there. It also, I mean, I, I was also talking to somebody about this, and they were explaining to me that it's meant to look like like containers. Yeah, shipping containers. Yeah. Which I thought was cool. Yeah, know. that's great and all, but I think that's more of an excuse at the end of it. Like, oh, yeah, it looks like shipping containers to sell it to people versus like it's a gigantic black glass building. It does yeah. not look like it belongs. Well, like the, like, this, like the like, bottom area. Have you guys seen that? Like the way it's set up at the bottom. It is all open from a pedestrian point of view, but from that is awesome. Yeah. But when you drive across the bridge and you look at it, you're not caring about the pedestrians on the bottom. You don't care about like the what it does to that area. You just look at it and you're like, that doesn't look like all the other buildings. Yeah, it might eventually in twenty twenty years, it might look like that. 
Sadly. But right now it doesn't. I think well, what's sad is, uh, and this happens all the time in my world, is what, what makes Charleston popular brings people who, who come here because it is popular and then they want to change it to a, and, and granted the, the developer of that building is from here. So I, I, you know, he's a client of mine. I love him. He's a great guy. But yeah, I mean, I'm just disappointed that, um, so many people are moving to Charleston. They're trying to change Charleston from, from what it was. And it's popular because of what it was. Like if you're going to change it, then do it in different areas. Like make park circle. Awesome. Like I would love to see modernization happen in other places, but maybe leave downtown to itself. Yeah. If you're going to modernize Mount Pleasant. Okay. Whatever. I actually, I don't think Mount Pleasant outside of like the old village really has a lot of places that are just like built, you know, not in the last 25, 30 years. Right. So like, if you want to modernize and build like an awesome building over there, like in out by us in Long Point, hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But don't do it in within the site of the downtown area that is the historic area that the people that the reason why people come to visit Charleston is not because of new buildings. They come for old buildings. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so, okay. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was our hot take. Well, I'm into but it. When we finish this. Uh, oh, I disagree with these your, It's okay. <laughs> What's your favorite place? Respectfully. Um, my favorite outdoor spot. Uh, favorite outdoor spots. I'm not going to narrow it down to one. Depends on the mood I'm in. Um, uh, I think if you're going to go outside and you're going to hang out in Charleston, a really good spot that gets overlooked, I think, is the patio at Blind Tiger. I think that's a, a banging outdoor spot to like go and be in, indoor outdoor. Um, if I'm if I'm going for nature, I'm probably going to uh, I'm going out to Sullivan's, but um, I like Pitt Street a lot. And I, actually, I really like standing out on the boardwalk at, at Tavern Table. That's not really like nature per se, but like if I just want a really get out, good outdoor spot, where is yeah. it? Tavern Table. On the boardwalk, right beside Shim Reds. Creek. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place oh. to just go get like breakfast, lunch, yeah. or brunch, beers, like yeah. whatever. Just sit outside. I mean, like, yeah, Shem Creek in general. Yeah, that yeah. whole area. I think just being outside is Brent's really paddle nice. boards over there. Yeah, yeah. Just Hang out with, with the dolphins. Hang out with the dolphins and manatees. Yeah, manatees. I like those spots. I do like. I do like Blind Tiger. I really have to be in the mood to go there though. Blind Tiger is probably one of the few places that everyone seems to really like, and I just I, every time I go there, I just don't like it. I've had it once and I was not a fan either. Are you thinking about Neon Tiger or Blind Tiger? Neon Tiger. Yeah, we're talking about Blind Tiger. <laughs> two different places. Never mind, my bad. I was going to say, like, you've never been to Blind Tiger with us, I don't think. Blind Tiger I, is... I have been to Blind Tiger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do enjoy, actually, Blind Tiger. I think I like Blind Tiger only if there's no one there. Yeah, low-key. But, like, the times when it's, like, so busy and, like, it just... It gets really busy and it's all, like, 23 to 27-year-olds and that's it. And... Ooh, missed that yeah, the honeys. The honeys are there though, and I'm you know like the, honey, mate, honey the mates bees? are there. The honeys and the nates are there, so it's a pop and play. A bunch of chads and nates. Nate's probably a chad. I'm basically a chad. Yeah, you pretty much <laughs> basically <is>. a chad. <laughs> hey, if you're if you're coming to Charleston for a weekend, like which of these out, outdoor spots are you going to? You going to those? That they're all kind of spread out. But like, what if you're coming downtown? Where are you going and hanging out outside? I mean, I'd argue that. What's the rooftop place that people like a lot? Um, been to, been to watch. Yep. Nope, none of the, either of those. It's tap, a tap room. Nope. It's a uh, over on East Bay. No, it's got the the uh, Henry's. Henry's is solid. That's actually really yeah, good. That's really good. I didn't even think about that spot, one. Yeah, I forgot um, about that. No, it's where Midnight City plays all the time. Share not Share House. It's the place they used to play. Um, downstairs indoor area. Then you walk up the stairs. Think of it like the little outdoor area. Um, fucking, I can't remember now. Anybody? 
I'm lost. Uptown, yeah, uptown social. That's uptown what it is. social. God, I hate that fucking place. That's how I feel about Blind Tiger. Really? Yeah, oh, it's, it's the same place. I have strong the, takes I, here. I have an all like, I guess I I relate it to like 10, 12 years ago, or not 12 years ago, but 10 years ago when I got here. Like, that's where I went like every day. Yeah. yeah. What's that? Where uh, Blind Tiger? Blind Tiger. I, I think my first two years here, I would go maybe first year. I would go to uh, uptown, uptown Social, Uptown Social, like every weekend. And yeah, because you were trying to get laid. Yeah, I was also like twenty five, four. Five? You're either like under twenty five yeah. or you're over fifty, and those are the people that go to Uptown Social. And like <laughs> the people that like you know, like it's like the the moms like come and visit their daughters. They're moms. having a good time. Yeah, you can really? find yeah you can find <laughs> some partying <laughs> moms <laughs> at Uptown Social. They posted something on their Instagram a couple weeks ago, and I saw it, and it made me laugh really hard. It was like this, like mid six year old man just like trying to do the the um, worm, and I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, I love that. that like at Uptown, at Uptown on the rooftop. Oh yikes! Yeah, and it was like some like Ed Sheeran cover band. It was it was weird. It was a weird little dichotomy they had going on. Good people watching though, and that's yeah. the thing you always got to like keep in mind. Some of these places that suck, like if you're there to be serious or to actually have a good time and have a good conversation. Not great. But if you're going to just sit beer and, and just and enjoy watch. humanity, like the airport. Oh, yeah. You know, that's. I mean, that would be Reds. I don't like the downstairs of Reds that much, but that little rooftop thing they got going on up there, it's pretty nice. You like mm-hmm. it? I only yeah, like it. There's not a shit ton of people. It was actually pretty nice when we were there. Yeah, it was pretty low Last key. time. Yeah, it wasn't Saturday. that bad. We were there. There was, like, I mean, a decent amount of people out there, but it wasn't like shoulder to shoulder and yeah. everyone's like rubbing asses. Yeah, together, just so. getting pitch- or buckets of I mean, uh, I'm all about rubbing asses, but. I'm not against it, but yeah. <laughs> well, right group. Have y'all been to Middleton Place? No. Is it downtown? No. Man, what is it? It's not really Charles. I mean, it's like 20 minutes away from Charleston. Plantation. We're talking about outdoor activities. Uh, it's a plantation. It's really pretty. Is it in West Ashley? It's like yes. I feel I'm like in I've that direction. Actually been there. It's in that dire- direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's What's in the plantation district and all that. Is that where you went with your sister? I when did. She was I in took town? my sister. Okay, there. that's right. Yeah. yeah. So you talked about yeah, like Boone Hall versus there. came to mind. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to the other plantations, uh, but I've heard that that one is the one to go to. Nice. Yeah, I think like Boone Hall during like the early spring, whenever like all the flowers are out in like the front half of it, not like the farm side, is gorgeous. Um, we really want to do Wine Under the Oaks there because I think that's a really cool outdoor area. What is it? Um, wine Under the Oaks. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, the, those type of things are pretty great. Yeah. Um, go check out Magnolia Plantation too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I think the little hot takes there were pretty solid. Um, I know Jackson was trying to talk about something, so let's grab a beer real quick because I'm absolutely murdering this barley wine. Um, and then we'll be right back. Word. Y'all. All right. We're back. We got beers. We got uh, friends. And we got a hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Am I going first? Yeah, I think we should start with yours. Ah, fuck yeah. My hot take is we can't be friends if you blank. And we're going to take turns going around the table, filling in the blank. I'm not prepared to go first. I hope someone is. Eeny, meeny, my mo. Catch that tiger by his toe. Cope. We can't be friends if. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That was, be, that was the prompt. Yeah, yes. Yeah. We cannot be friends if if you think that the North actually won. No, I'm kidding. That's not a thing. <laughs> Whoa. That's not a thing. Whoa. That's and not a thing. we're shut down. And we're canceled. <laughs> we're canceled. No. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Roll it back. Sorry, uh, Colin's just throwing out slurs right now. Yeah, you, you, we can't be friends if you think that. Uh, I don't know. I, I got. I haven't thought about this. Okay. Here, I got a good one. I okay. feel like we so, should start this. I've got a. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger. Mike, oh my God, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I respect people's decisions not to drink, but I can't be friends with people and actually hang out with them all the time if they're not going to have a beer with me. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah, that's something that I kind of brought up about uh, us w- talking about brothers. <laughs> or just, I, I think I said that at one point. Well, about being in the brothership. Like, yeah, the brothership. It's that's like right. if you can't just go have brothership. a beer with someone, like there's a difference between like being able to go have a beer and like, being like, no, I'm just not doing that. And it just cuts off like 30% of my, no, probably more, 50% of my social interaction yeah. is having a drink with someone. I fucking loved sitting with all my friends who I haven't seen in a while next to a fire, two nights in a row, just sitting there talking, catching up, drinking some beers. And yeah, we gave Mitch some shit because he was asleep like three hours before everyone else. But that's just, oh, we would that's part of the brothership. But. No, because I would have went to sleep too. No, <laughs> his girlfriend early. was in That's town, <laughs> and Obs was just like, "No, no, no, you don't touch, you don't touch my Mitch." And I was just like, "All right, Obs, <laughs> stay back, Mitch." She actually like sent him to bed. She's like, "You go play your chess game, and I'm gonna go hang out with people." Damn, <laughs> Mitch went to bed and had to like play his like competitive chess ma- chess match before he went to sleep. Mitch has changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but it's so okay. like that's that's a big thing for me. It's like I want like I like being able to go to get a beer, and I can respect someone for not doing that, but. <laughs> that's just not my friend we're not fucking friends yeah <laughs> yeah I do I have a hard time uh, getting comfortable with someone if they're not willing to partake in having a drink I agree it's just interesting I yeah. think what Mike said you know typically a lot of what my social life surround is surrounded by yeah, but like, you know yeah, you, that's just I my can, life you know I, I like you I can like you I can love you I can be a really good friends with you but like I can't spend too much time with you because we drink a lot. We collectively at this table drink a lot. Like Hannah and I have a drink. We like going and doing that. Like a lot of our friendships, like the amount of people we have met over a glass of wine or, you know, a glass of beer or just doing that is just something I just don't want to give up. I'm probably going to lose a couple friends at the table when I say this, but uh, we can't be friends if you actually like cottage, cottage cheese. No. That shit is Garbage. Who the fuck likes? Does anyone? Nate? Oh no! Oh, oh whoa! Nate? We I thought really, we were about to have to kick I Nate out the table. I thought it was the protein packed cheese that <laughs> Nate was gonna. Oh, I love it. But, Honestly, uh, I can't even. I've never even. I've never even tried it. I can't think of it. What it just says like? steroids. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. I should, we we actually put it in our lasagna uh, the other night, and it was actually good mixed in. But like people like by the switch it with ricotta. Uh, call it. I wanted to do that, but with Emma and her stomach, we we did cottage. Uh, cheese, but uh, ricotta, ricotta. But uh, ricotta. yeah, most people like eat that shit by the spoon. I'm like yeah. half a cup of like cottage cheese for 14 grams of protein. There's I'm, like, 36 grams of protein um, in a in a can of tuna. You should just eat tuna if you're really trying to get the oh absolutely protein. tuna and chicken. I love tuna. Oh <laughs> man, I eat that shit out the pack. I bought raw. Hell yeah, I've uh, done that. 12 12 I'm cans of it. tuna it was 11.99 at Costco. Yeah, word. Lit it up. Yeah, dude. In water, though. None of that. And we can't be friends yeah, exactly. if you buy tuna Ooh. in oil. Oh, yes. That is a great. Fucking psychopath. Yes, I agree. I so agree. I do not like. Those yeah. little uh, ready-to-go Starkiss snacks with tuna. The one with lemon in it? Backers. Lemon and herb? Yeah, that's Ooh. amazing. Those are solid. Ooh, a lemon Look, herb. You, yeah. We can't, we can't be friends if you drive a Dodge Charger or Challenger. <laughs> it's not going to happen. We're going to see the world differently. 
We're we'll gonna be driving a Jetta. We can be friends if, if it's a man Jetta. Yeah, man it's got Jetta. It's a manual. What's a man Jetta? It's got a manual. It's got a manual. Oh yeah. Wait, do you, you have zip a Jetta? around in a yeah. man Jetta? <laughs> <laughs> Is it a manual? Yeah. Oh, okay. You got to call it the man Jetta. The man Jetta. Yeah. Hell yeah. I like that's, that. That's that's one like drunk slur away from. <laughs> Man China. <laughs> and I kind of love it. That's kind of the point. <laughs> I got a man China. <laughs> I'm all I'm gray. gray. I'm all gray. <laughs> do you love me? <laughs> you do yeah. Bailey's from a shit. If, 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 if you make uh, loud and large grunting noises at the gym with no headphones on so you can't hear it, we can't be friends. I had an experience with some dude did that on the leg press machine. I wanted to smack <laughs> the shit out of this kid. Yeah. Well, they do. A guy you were lifting with? No, God, oh, no. Just I was random watching guy. him. Yeah, good. If I wasn't you, recording him or anything, so don't feel like I was. If late. you shave in the sauna, it what? Yeah, good lord. You've yeah. experienced that twice. Two different guys. Two if sh- you wear headphones when your friends are working out with you, oh, <laughs> we're no longer friends. Damn. A little targeted there. I, I, I feel like that's true yeah, because that. both of y'all do that. <laughs> I haven't worked out with you guys in a while. <laughs> I was there this morning. You not weren't a there. Fan. Uh, yeah, I was not there. Uh, no. We can't be friends if you don't like Waffle House. Yeah. Sorry, Nate. If you're Ooh. an IHOP fan, yeah, no, can't be friends. I don't like it. Are you in Waffle why Home? Don't you, why don't you? Yeah. Wa- it's not just you guys. Is Waffle House to me? It's Waffle Home. Yeah. Quotes, right. quotes. Colin quotes. Best quotes. line I've ever heard in my life. By the way. <laughs> Wait, what was that? You well, when you, you didn't want to come to the gym with us in the morning and wake up, and you didn't want to go to Waffle House. That's. Colin was late. Well, no, what was the favorite line? What are you saying? Oh, the favorite line was, uh, I, I was like, see y'all at Waffle House. And Cope was like, it's not Waffle House to me. It's Waffle Home. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, that, that speaks volume. Yeah, no, not for me. Yeah. yeah. I'm just afraid to get the shits. That's kind of the best part. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. So <laughs> it's, it's just so like no. you almost embrace no, it. No, thanks. You're like, let me lose five pounds real quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nate, I need one from you. Uh, For me, definitely... Can't be friends if if you're not willing to like do stuff outdoors. If you're not willing to like go on a hike with me or go to the ocean or uh, even go for a walk or do some sort of sport outside, you gotta have something. Yeah, that you enjoy doing you outside. Be flexible with your uh, adventures. Yeah, I just do, like doing stuff. Do we outside. have anyone that we can think of that prefers to be inside, like all the time? Well, no, because we oh, wouldn't God, be no. friends with them, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess we wouldn't be sitting here. Hey. That's actually probably the only one that's completely accurate. (laughs) Like, we all would probably not be friends with that person if they couldn't go outside. Yeah, that's that's lame. Yeah. Yeah. Cope? Yeah, we we can't be friends if you don't like uh, the beach or coastal activities. I mean, we all live here for a reason. Yeah. Well, we had had friends, and we're no longer friends, who lived in Charleston, and... Uh, we would go out to Sullivan's, and they would not go to the beach with us. They would they would hang out at home team the whole time. They didn't like the sand. They didn't like the ocean. They didn't like getting sunburned. They didn't like the wind. So fuck them because mm-hmm. I don't enjoy that feeling when you get out of the water and you have sand on you. Like I just don't like it. I would spend way more time at the beach if I could hose myself off. But I still go to the beach. Yeah. I also have this aggressively pale skin, and so <laughs> I need to be careful. Yeah, dude, look at this fucking tan line I'm getting though. Oh boy, it's oh. getting not great. Oh <laughs> Look at Paul. Paul. Well, his might be better now. Oh yeah, it's not that oh, bad. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, I, yeah. I see it. Yeah. It's so much better than it was. Yeah. I'm gonna find it someday to go do yard work and just do it shirtless and be a man. Yeah, that's the way to do be it. Alpha. Just drink a oh. Miller Light. We can't be friends if you wear a polo shirt that has the ginormous Ralph Lauren polo horse on it. 
we can't be friends if you care more about fashion than being comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to like middle school Jackson. I used to fucking rock. I mean, everyone in my high school used to rock the polo. And t-shirt. Like the t-shirt. Yeah, polos was the thing. You're right. Yeah, polo with the and t-shirt it under it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? No, I'm just talking about like the, the polo uh, regular t-shirt, not the like button-down polo. No, he's talking about the ones with the big oh, horse. Yeah, oh, oh, not the little one in the corner. Colin the basically chest. just said like, we can't be friends if you're poor. And he bought, like, that's not what I said. That's valid to no, go. No, yeah, no, that like, they yeah. only sold those polos at like TJ Maxx and shit. If anyone listens to this episode alone, they're going to be like, that guy still thinks the South won and he doesn't like poor people. <laughs> it's gonna, that architect hates development. Yeah. I feel like whatever guy. Guy, whatever guy that, that has that accent, he's not going to be disappointed in what you're saying right now. <laughs> yeah. He's probably like, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, roll Tide. Yeah, that's your Roll Tide. Roll Tide. He's like, raise hell, praise hell. Hey, there's roll one tide. right there. If you say Roll Tide, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, gladly. I will fuck off back to Alabama with all my other Roll Tiders. I got, I got a question. Paul, what's your one thing? Well, not to get all serious, but if you think you're the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Mm. So you don't like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Mike. I, I mean, shove it. I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just sitting the obvious. But that's one thing. You, you meet people who think they're better than everybody else. We all can learn something. So from a quasi-serious standpoint, that's one thing that that's a good point. I was thinking Heck about yeah. sitting here no, listening I respect to go around. That. I think it's also a good stay thing humble. that our, our friend group seems to to beat anybody down that uh, that tries to get two up and high and mighty like we all talk enough shit to each other that's the thing like well that's good find a friend group yeah. you guys can keep each other like exactly humble yes i don't i won't don't want to be friends with you if you can't take getting shit talked to. oh that's like, awesome. if that might be one of my personally that's you number one yeah i'm gonna high five that because that might be one of my that that's huge yeah like huge not gonna lie I don't know what it was, but when Nate texted Jackson and I are the labs, I was like, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, he got yeah, upset. Yeah, I, I, just, I thumbs it down and then I looked up qualities of a beagle and I was like, actually, I don't think Nate meant this, but he fucking nailed it. Like, oh, no, I meant it. Do you, know oh, yeah. the, do you know the qualities of a beagle? I mean, they're loud. No, none of, not even one of them. What I looked it up and I was like, Nate, that's the most profound thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those, who are not listening, about. for those who aren't listening, we made a thumbnail. and uh, Those who are uh, listening. Or excuse me. Yes. For those who are listening that don't know what we're talking about. Damn, you're right. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Um, my bad, people. Uh, <laughs> if you are listening and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, we made a thumbnail. And most of them are four dogs or puppies or whatever and something to do with beer. And I threw in a couple different uh, different breeds of dogs. And we asked who's who. It was like a German Shepherd, a chocolate lab, a white lab, and a, and a beagle. Yeah. And Nate said what? He was just like, oh, yeah, Jackson and I are the labs. And I, was, yeah. I really wanted to know your reasoning why you think you're a lab. You're not nearly that smart. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you said I was a golden retriever. Golden retrievers are smart. Have you met Cosmo? <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. your golden retriever. All praise, yeah. King Cosmo. No, uh, like they take on the traits of their owner. I legitimately, like, I looked it up. I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, beagles are excellent hunting dogs and loyal companions. They were bred to hunt in packs, so they enjoy company and are generally easygoing. And I was like, yeah, yeah actually, you know what? Yeah, I like works. being around people. I yeah. like doing that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You're a beagle. Bro, I, would, I would have uh, a beagle all day. <laughs> yeah. 
Beagles are great. It just mainly I just saw I just that was my instant reaction. Were the labs copes the shepherd? Mike's the beagle. The also, one. the last episode we said we were talking about what kind of dogs we would be. You you immediately yeah. went to beagle, and I yeah. was like I was just sitting there looking at you. and was like scalding. You did say that, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I couldn't back up again. any reason why, and I was just like sitting there. I was like, "You mother!" Because they're loud. You I've mother. said it multiple times. <laughs> uh, hot take: uh, if, <clears throat> if you don't like French fries, you can fuck off. We're never, never going to be friends. Yeah. If you order tater tots instead of French fries, I like you can go freedom fuck fries, sir. Freedom fries. What the fuck is a freedom fry? Uh, it's an American <laughs> French fry. <laughs> French fries aren't French. Look, France. France wouldn't be <laughs> France wouldn't be France if America hadn't come on in and also cheese eating surrender monkeys from home team. I mean, home team doesn't have French fries, but they're tater tots. Bang it, bang it. Hot take: Home team's not nearly as good as people think it is. <gasps> I, I, can get that. I think I've ate myself out of home team, but I also believe home team is still pretty good. Their wings are dank, though. I like their wings. I just I think Lewis is better. If depends I'm going to eat one of the two, I want Lewis. It depends on what you're getting. Like if you want that. brisket, yeah, it's gonna be Lewis. But if you want like black be- wings, oh, <laughs> uh, roll tide! Jesus Christ, Cope, you can leave. <laughs> Nate, you are just Cope, you can leave. <laughs> no, Paul's staying. He's taking your place for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, um, hot takes. If you actually, if you don't work out, we, we literally probably won't ever be friends. If you think that yeah. it's dumb to go to the gym. Yeah. If you think it's an inconvenience to your life to work out. Oh, I think it's an inconvenience, but I still do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, you do it. I don't enjoy it. Every time I go to the gym, I'm, I, when I'm leaving the house, I am not happy. When I get home, I'm a little bit happier. Wow. Hot take. If you go broke trying to look rich, we're not going to be friends. That's, yeah. Mm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. The TikTok kids, man. Mm-hmm. Buying twenty thirteen Maseratis What's for TikTok. Uh, I don't actually know. I just call anyone under twenty five TikTok kids. <laughs> if you have TikTok on your phone, Dude, this is weird. We're not friends. Actually, I don't I mean, have it. Yeah, none good. of us have TikTok. <laughs> yeah, no. good. Good. Are you? Yes. Paul? Okay. Good. So glad. Whoa, this is weird. Wait, but yes. I have a few friends rarity. that send me TikToks randomly. I'm like, quit sending me And that I have to click TikTok on it, and then it garbage. pulls it up in Google Chrome, yeah. and I'm like, can you fucking yeah. stop this shit? Yeah. <laughs> if you use Google Chrome versus Safari. <laughs> Just kidding. I was going to say, like, you're 99% of people in the world. Most people have uh, <clears throat> Apple, or, uh, yeah, Apple. That is yeah, but Safari. Even, like, I still use wait, Chrome on my oh, really? iPhone. Empirically yeah. untrue. Okay. Really? Most yeah. people in the world do not have an Apple product. I use Google Maps, too. In the United States. Yeah. yeah, and and most of them don't use Ain't Safari. That it most sucks. of the world. Do, wait, when you're on your computer, do you use Safari or Google Chrome? Uh, Safari. What the fuck is wrong with you, Jackson? Are you? F- <laughs> is hey. it this button here? Yeah. If you voted for, then you're a fucking <laughs> idiot. <laughs> if you thought that J- was going to be a good president, <laughs> you could go and you and tell your mom. To- <laughs> if you actually think that was good for the economy, then. You- <laughs> All right, wait. Let's talk about Indian politics right now. First of all, 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 first of all <laughs> he's from Alabama. Lights rolled up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this you all makes sense. Was talking about. <laughs> Paul just put, uh, brought a uh, good piece of uh, information up to me. <laughs> from June of 2021 to February 2023, iPhone has an average market share of 56.69 in the United States. I don't know what that means. I'm just assuming that means that barely half the people in the U.S. use iPhones and worldwide. It's like like less than 10%. Okay, yeah. well, 6.69 is still greater than half. So, fuck you. But th- do you think that 
All of those people uh, use Safari? Because I don't think they do. I Me, do. Wait. One of three people here doesn't use Safari. No, I use Safari. Yeah, yeah so yeah. we're tied. You both use Google. But of iPhone users, how many don't use Safari? I would argue that it's at least half. Yeah, probably. Actually, I'm going to work on putting this on our poll uh, just because. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I, I really, Safari, I really, I really, I really have, use, I have no argument because, Mike, I don't fucking know. And you yeah. don't know either. <laughs> you can yell at me as much as you want, but you don't know. Biggle. Actually, Biggle. Biggle, 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 Biggle. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, one second, one second. I gotta go. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Oh, fuck. My yeah. gosh. All right. <gasps> okay, but yeah, going back, back to taking things personally, or I mean, um, yeah, if you, if you, I'm gonna add to that, if you also can't, like, uh, you know, be uplifting in the right moment, like knowing when. To you know, uh, be compassionate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's, I think that's important to me. Having guy friends that lift me up at the right time and make sure that I'm also not getting full of myself at the same time. You know, yeah. Are you talking about your arm? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So, so say it in a phrase that like we can we can wrap around. Like, if you do blank, we can't be friends. Um. I shoot, I can't I can't think like, of a way to say that. I guess I was combining the fact that you have to be willing to um or you have to kind of have the the wherewithal to to know when is the right time to shit talk and when is the time to like you know positively like lift someone up. Yeah. One of your you friends. You have to have good like to be friends, you have to be like good at discerning. Like you did a great job with that, time. like because you were kind of shit talking about my arm when I when literally I heard what it. I was gonna say yeah. is like Colin going from like feeding you yeah. like before you went and got the things <laughs> to like also be like, hey man, like we gotta make sure we take you to the hospital, like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good example. Shit talking has a good role in healing too. Sometimes exactly to remind all of us that uh, that there is a lot of humor in it and that there is you know obviously pain, but humor humor is pretty powerful. Yeah, but yeah. Also like just. Laying into somebody when they're down is not well. That cool kind of that just helped me not take it too seriously. Right. Was we have a good friend group for that. that. We I, th- I feel like we all do that really well. I feel like we all um we keep each other on our toes and we but we all know there's love there. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's key. That's well, smart. Mostly love there. Yeah, I too. don't like Jackson most of the time. I'll also add another thing. Just passion. I uh, think it's important to have people that are passionate around you. Or me, me specifically. So I want, you can't you? be friends. Yeah. Well, yes, you can't be friends with me if you're, if you're not, not passionate, passionate about, about something. Me. About <laughs> if you're not passionate about me, you have to be passionate about me. He was missing that the whole time. <laughs> Look, if you don't think that you're passionate about me, we're not gonna be buddies. I need passion from you. <laughs> if you can't talk about how great my hair looks, you can't be passionate about my hair. Look, if you're not, not gonna friends. uplift me and tell me my arm is still beautiful all the time, then <laughs> yeah. you can fuck yourself. <laughs> You can fuck yourself. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and grab a beer and we'll be right back. Cold beer. All right. And we are back. That was my best Jackson impression. <laughs> and we're back. There it is. And we're um, back. So we're talking about like what we're going to go and like how we've been talking about stuff. And one of the things that I kind of dealt with this weekend that I was actually curious about with our to get your guys' opinion on is like struggling with like a mental game like understanding like in a competitive environment or like in certain moments, like what do you do or how do you cope with dealing with things specifically? Like for me, it was disc golf and like staying motivated when things aren't going well. Um, 
so like to give a little context, like this weekend, went up and played disc golf up in Clemson and had a couple tournaments. And like Saturday or Friday came out and like I thought thought I played terrible. And then after me, a bunch of my friends went and played and like their rounds were just about part on par with mine. Like there were players who were way better than me shooting the same score. And I was like, okay, not too bad. Like everything's all right. Then Saturday rolls around. We played a course that does not work for Mike and trees fucking everywhere. Like when I say trees everywhere, like I have imagine hitting a drive that lands in the middle of the fairway and then it bounces a hundred yards off the fairway. So is it worse than uh, a yeah. weapon station? Weapon station is the, would be the easiest course in comparison. Oh, wow. It was the hardest course I've ever played in my entire okay. life. Golf or disc golf. Wow. It was insane. And, but as, after my second or third hole, well, my first hole threw it, had a great shot. This flipped up, rolled down the hill, threw it up the hill again, landed next to the basket, rolled down the hill again, took a triple bogey on the first hole on Saturday. Oof. And from that point on, I was just not invested. I like, I couldn't get back into that competitive attitude because I was already so dejected from like, I was like, look, I'm going plus three after the first hole. I have to shoot even to compete. Yeah. And I did it plus nine. And like that entire day, I was just in a bad mood. Like Hannah had a moment where she's like, I thought you were mad at me and Cosmo because like Cosmo was like, you know, being a little bit of a butthead. He wasn't barking or doing anything, but he was just being annoying puppy. Yeah. He's like, he, not even annoying. He was overall fantastic this weekend, but he, um, he just, he wanted to come say hi to dad. He wanted to be near dad. And I was just like, Hey, like I'm in a bad mood because I'm playing bad. Yeah. And I didn't know how to mentally remove myself from the, that equation of being like, Hey, let's just have fun. Like even when the round should have been over and I should have been having a good time. I wasn't sure. even though I'm with, you know, Hannah's with me, Cosmo's with me, some of my best friends that I've ever known are all with me. Like, all these awesome people are there, and I wasn't able to have as good of a time as I could have if I was just playing better. And, like, I don't know how to fix that mental aspect. I mean, it's the same thing with golf or... Any performance? Yeah, anything yeah. that involves, like, something that I, I think that I should be doing better in, I do a poor job of handling the mental side of it whenever I stop performing to the level that I hold myself to. Sure. And that was really frustrating, especially in the car ride home. I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry I was a little grumpy this week. And it's just like something like I expected myself to be better in. I fucking wasn't. Yeah. That's tough, man. I mean, I, I mean, as a competitive guy, you are. I am. I think everyone at this table is. You know, like we always hold ourselves to such a high standard uh, of quality when performing any activity. And so when I think we hold ourselves at such a high quality and when we perform underneath that, we we're pissed, we're upset, we're yeah. like, what is going on? Um, but at the same time, I think there has to be some type of connection within yourself that you understand, like you have to always remember, like, why did you start this sport or activity? It's well, because you enjoyed getting out, you enjoyed hanging out with friends, you enjoyed being with people. Um, and doing the same thing in very like-minded people. And I think that is for me, the most recurring topic that comes to mind when I'm like, okay, like I'm sucking today. Like, how can I make this a little bit better? Like I got to remember, I played golf since I was a kid. I've been always enjoyed golf. Uh, it's just being out with a bunch of group of guys that I do enjoy, uh, hang out with and, you know, we're having a good time. Yeah. And, you that's know, that, and that's my biggest thing where I try to pull myself out of a scenario where, I could easily get in my mind and disrupt myself and be pissed and be angry and hate the people around me. And then, but, but at the end of the day, but in practice like, that, that is easy to say, mm -hmm. it's easy to say, I can just do this. How do you like, actually like, what is your thought process to move you from that? Like, 
I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to just put it aside. But as soon as I went up to walk back up to the next tee pad, I was immediately was like, I'm not having fun. Yeah. And I didn't know how to like, in my head, I was going, I like this. I like having fun. I like doing this. And as soon as I walked back to throw another one, I was like, this fucking sucks. I don't even want to yeah. be here. For me, it's typically like, uh, like a, I don't, I try, I kind of like shut off my, I try to shut off my mind and breathe a little bit before I take a shot, like take more of a preparation and try to maybe not overthink the technique uh, and just do like, I mean, like you say it all the time in golf, don't think, just do. Yeah. Try to breathe, try to calm down the, like the body, the, the nervous system and your mind fucking running around. Just try to perform at your easiest level to get where you would like to be. Yeah. For me, it's more breathing. Calming down the body is probably my biggest thing. Yeah, I. Uh, this is something I struggle with as well. I mean, there's certain tasks or there's certain things that I feel very strongly about that I should perform very high or at a high level with. And if I don't perform that way, I, I definitely feel what you're what you're uh, describing. It's hard to get out of that. Um, I don't think I have a very specific way to get out of that, but I will say, I think having, um, like I know when I've found myself in that place before, I try to find something else that makes me feel good about myself, whatever it is. So if there's something else that maybe you're good at or, um, or just something that can distract you in that moment. Is that what you're thinking about? Or is that, well, I guess in the moment, I don't know how you, I mean, yeah, I don't really have much of an answer for the, in the moment other than just, getting yourself to a place where it's like, why does it, I don't, why should I care so much? But obviously, I mean, yeah. easier said than done. Cause yeah. I get it when you're in that the, was so, in was the like, mode with something like that and you're doing something competitive, you're at a tournament. That's really, really hard. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, not just playing against like other competitors. There's 40 people in my division. I was playing against my friends and I wanted to beat my friends. Yeah. And I was like, man, it just got to that point where I was like, I'm, I'm unhappy and I didn't want to be. Cause like, I love playing disc golf. I love doing it. And I, I left. Like, there was a solid moment where I had a bad hole and I was like, I'm going to put these discs in the car and I'm not going to play tomorrow. Yeah. I think maybe tough. ultimately, and I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know, just saying this off the top of my head. I don't really know if this would work, but I feel like the best thing you could do is to not let yourself get that uh, like serious in the first place. Oh, I wish. Well, well, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, and I, I've, I've come at this recently from a, a very intentional standpoint. I'm actually really excited that we're talking about this because this is something that I think has been a, a massively, uh, in, it's made a big impact in my life lately. Um, and so I, I'm actually really pumped that we're talking. For some of you guys who listen know that I'm big into my faith. For, for some who don't know, I am. But what I've recently tried to do to, to relate to some of my buddies and my, my friends and, and people that maybe aren't into faith is I've kind of delved into stoicism a little bit. Okay. Stoicism for you guys who don't know is kind of the, the Greek and Roman philosophy of, uh, of pursuing virtue and virtue is about chasing goodness. It's about chasing honor. It's about chasing kind of like the simple truths of life, the, the basic things that we know that are good or bad. Right? So one of their main philosophies is, if you chase results, you're going to be constantly disappointed. That's the nature of life. That's the nature of nature. Uh, but if you chase process, you're naturally going to be a little bit more excited for the next thing. Um, and, and so when Mike mentioned that he was struggling with this this weekend, we, we chatted a little bit earlier. Um, and, and some of the things that I wrote down were, were 
to try to honor, and this is not something you can do necessarily in the moment. Like now, like if I were to tell you, like if you texted me like, Hey, I'm having a shitty round, what should I do? And if I were to tell you, Oh, pursue virtue, brother. Like you're going to be like, fuck off. Yeah. My first thought would be like, dude, shut the fuck up. It's not going to make sense. However, if you were to start framing your life pursuits from this mindset, it might make more sense. And it might, it might be a way to ground you um, as you go. Like in those moments of adversity, you might be able to like fall back on this. So uh, I wrote down honor process over result. And that's something that like we talk about a lot in weightlifting. That's something that me and Brittany talk a lot with horseback riding. If she has a really bad ride, I have to like, we remind each other, like, it's not about the ride. It's, it's you're becoming a better rider. And of course that's like in the moments, it's hard to think about. Yeah. But, uh, I go back there. There's a couple quotes and, and anybody listening, please read, uh, meditations by Marcus Aurelius. It will that is blow your mind. And this is my favorite quote of his. The art of living is more like wrestling than dancing. And then I'm going to stop it there for a second and I'll continue the quote. Most of us go through life and we're told, well, if you're living a good life, you're just dancing through it. It's all easy. It's beautiful. It's simple. Like it's beautiful. It flows like you're crushing it, but it's really not You're wrestling with life. And so he says, the art of living is more like wrestling than dancing because an artful life requires being prepared to meet and withstand sudden and unexpected attacks. It's something you don't get in dance, right? In dance, you get to control your whole movement. You get to, to set the stage. You get to float around and express yourself no matter what with no exterior forces. Great, beautiful. That's not real. In life, you, you love disc golf. You float around. You're good at it. Yada, yada. And then, bam, you have a shitty day on a shitty course with friends that you're expected to do better at. So the mentality of going into it thinking that it's wrestling and not dancing is a mentality that at the start of your day, if you bring that into it, you're going to be better equipped to withstand it than if you think you're just dancing. So that, that would be one part of my advice. The second thing is, and this is, this is probably, this might be my, my, I don't, it, it's definitely not one of my favorite quotes, but it's definitely something that in the, in the recent weeks that I've been very acutely aware of, which is, a blazing fire makes flame and brightness out of everything that is thrown into it. So if you were to consider yourself as an athlete, someone who can take anything that's thrown at you and be like, fuck that. I'm going to be better for this. Like your, your disappointment comes from your expectation. But if your expectation is that you're not going to be very good, then you're going to be genuinely happy, right? Like that's a big stoic philosophy. If your expectation is I'm good at disc golf, I'm going to beat the shit out of my friends. Then when you don't, it's tragic. But if your ex- expectation is, I'm trying to be the best version of a disc golf player I can, give me some challenges. Give me the hardest course. I want to shoot really bad today to figure out where my weaknesses are. Then in those moments where you're like, this course is brutal. I just ate my asshole. Then you're going to be like, all right, I needed this. I needed it. It's just a matter of perspective prior, I think. Um, that, that it, my only advice, cause I, I don't think there's anything you can tell an athlete in the moment. I think, I think it's too late. Hey man, feel better. Good luck. I think it's something that you have to do going into the that's, excursion. Yeah, I think that's exactly that point. That, if you told me to do better, I'd probably want to punch you in the fucking yeah, face. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's gotta be a mentality you're bringing into the event. I don't think it's something that you can, you can end the event and I could be wrong. David Goggins could be like, Fuck that, man. Well, okay, Work he's harder, motherfucker. One but of 1% of people, real. like, nine, if he ever, if he ever talked to me, I'd want to punch him in the fucking face. Like, I actually hate 
every time he talks to me, it just pisses me off. He's just like, oh, fuck that. You should just fucking do it. It's like, it's not that easy. You say it, just do it. That's not how that works. You can't just flip a switch all the time. Some people can and some people can't. And I didn't have that ability to just flip the switch and have fun or just enjoy that or just enjoy that moment. And looking back on it, I'm like, God, you're being a fucking moron. Like, you're being dumb. You're with your friends. Like, Hannah was there. Cosmo was there. I was like, I was having a great time. And I really did enjoy walking around doing all that stuff, but I didn't enjoy the poor performance. And I wanted to know, like, from the mental standpoint, how can I prepare myself mentally in the future right. to do better? Well, I mean, I think that's that's all. That's just, I mean, what you were describing, Cope, was kind of where I was going as far as, like, it, it's the mentality beforehand. And yeah. I mean, when I say don't take it too seriously, it's like, I mean, you, I mean, you just have this mentality of like, you're going into to have fun. And if you don't, you know, it, I mean, that mentality of like, I'm out here, you know, trying to, I'm going to be really good with my friends, whatever. But okay. Imagine. I know. Once again, easier said than done. Oh, well, I know. My, 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 like my huge pushback would be like, you go to the gym with your friends, right? Or like you're going to do something with your friends that you were the best one at. Yeah. I'm no, not the best I, one. That dude, was I totally understand this feeling. Like, I'm not you saying you don't I'm walk into it. the gym going like I, if you can bench press a hundred pounds more than me and then we best friends the same amount that day, you do not leave in a good mood. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. You're I, like, I, no, you're I agree. happy I'm for not, the other person yeah. that you're like, holy shit, that guy just killed it. But when you like, you're like my max bench is 285 and I'm supposed to be at 185 and I come in, I do 285 and you did one. 25 you're like what the fuck dude <coughs> 350 but yeah. <laughs> i don't well, think expectation hey, i love you very much i don't think you bench press 350 I could right bench now. press 350 not right now yeah that's what i thought i could have yeah <laughs> but like that's what i'm saying is like you have this expectation of like where you're supposed no, I, to be I, I am not claiming at all to be good at this i definitely struggle with it yeah. as well it's but, something that yeah. like it's one of those big like i could tell someone else what to do but i can't fucking do it myself and i don't know how to get over that hump at all yeah expectations being set from the beginning like like right. you've spoken about um you were there with the friends you're having fun and you wound up not having fun would an adjustment expectations not have altered that experience so you look at experience look, today colin and i worked out or yesterday we did we did bench he can do way more in bench than i can um am i a little butt hurt yeah because of the competitive nature however he weighs almost 100 pounds more than i do well, not quite that much well, like 40 to 60. I don't know. So we'll, uh, Significant <laughs> amount more. Significant amount. I'll say that. <laughs> he should be able to lift but, a lot more because of that. And and he does. And so you look at my expectation is not that. But again, with my background, what you're talking about with um, getting frustrated with things, looking at things at a macro level, and I find that to be much easier. Is anybody trying to kill me? No. Okay. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's Fair. shooting at right. us. Right. Hundred percent. And so, one thing with when I look at things at that macro level, okay, are they shooting at me? Yes. Okay, well, that's a very different response than no. Yeah. If the answer is no, it's going to be all right. And so, whenever whenever I get amped up about things or get worried and wrapped around the axle about things to worry about, is anybody trying to kill me? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And does anybody care? So yeah. that phrase out there: nobody cares. Work hard and adjusting one's perspective which to me is the same thing as expectation yeah um that makes a world of difference um dealing with stuff in personal and professional life it's like okay um what who cares and yeah. what's going to happen right. it's the worst thing that's going to happen and if the worst thing is nothing then it's wasted energy which most of the time we worry about things that never occur yeah mm -hmm. and it, sadly if you put things in that kind of and i look at the macro level because if you ounce of prevention is way better than a pound of cure and if you can do that at the very beginning, 
you can solve yourself all the other worry going on down the line. So what happens if you're at a gun range, right? Because this is something similar to like Mike's situation. I'm trying to put you in his shoes for a moment. What if you're at a gun range and you're in a conversation or a competition and you are not shooting very well and you're with your buddies who are expecting you to shoot well because they've heard for years. And I am very good. good. Yeah. What if you start missing the target? You start getting flustered. You got a dog there. You got your girl there. How do you... And I don't know if any of us have an bring answer back, for it, but bring your but, self back to center. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, some mindset. And you look at golf, which is very similar to shooting. Um, sure. And also disc golf as well. You've got certain mechanics you have to follow in a certain um, order to get to the desired result. If you're not following the mechanics, and again, all big problems start with little ones. Sure. So there's sure. something small that you're not following. Weightlifting is the same way. If you're not in the right position before you start pushing the weight, you're going to have an issue. So it's, again, going back to center. It's like, all right, get your mind right. And this is, it, it, you have to make a, in my opinion, make a conscious decision. I'm not going to F this up. And again, if you have the correct muscle memory, if you're doing it correctly from the beginning, you don't have to think about anything. It just happens naturally. And there's the preparation, which hopefully leads into the expectation. But yeah. again, anything else, practice takes one. Um, if you don't practice correctly, you're not going to perform correctly when it really comes down to it. But, um, Spending the time thinking about focusing on what needs to be focused on. Sure. Um, not overthinking it, which is our work. Again, people like us, you get frustrated. You get wrapped around the axle. You get, you want to punch a puppy, which is never appropriate. <laughs> um, Nate's going to come try to save you, save that puppy from you. Well, as well, he should. Sure. other biceps. His other arm be all jacked. He'll be walking around <laughs> like a T-Rex. So anyway, that's, that's my humble yeah. opinion on it is, you know, is nobody shooting at us and what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Yeah, perspective. I think that's so, huge. Yeah. Okay. So I think the one thing that I personally got out of this from each of y'all, which I think is that the preparation beforehand is probably the most important part is like preparation of like setting proper expectations. What could be an expectation? So like this doesn't work. Like I use the analogy of disc golf, but it works. It's the same exact way. Like you guys have been there where like we're playing golf and like I can't hit a fucking drive and I just get grumpy. Yeah, like have bad holes. I just get grumpy or like I start playing poorly in pickleball. I'm just not in a good mood. But like when it's playing well, like you have a really good time. And it's one of those like things that I just I know that's one of my character flaws that I need to work on. It's like if I'm not doing well or I'm not competing, I'm not having a good time. So preparing better, mentally setting better expectations. And then I should practice how I play. So I should be drunk more often. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think having like a I, I, that's all fantastic, and I think that's the most important thing. But ha, but you know, ultimately, it's going to happen, right? At some point, you're going to have this moment where you're doing something competitive or whatever. Maybe it's your job or something like that. You don't feel like you performed as well as you should. And what's the best way to kind of recover from that? Yeah. And for me, I think it's um, distracting yourself with something else, or maybe just like taking a nap. Or yeah, you know, well, just chilling out for a second and trying to get your mind off it, whatever it is. Right, that's kind of what happened. With, like at the end of it, like after each round, like I mean, we went back to the house. We went and had some margaritas, and we went and drank and hung out. Right, and it was fine. Yeah, and you feel and, better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right? I definitely, I felt yeah. better. But it as soon as that like competitiveness kicked in the next day, it was immediately there where I was just like, I felt this like external pressure that shouldn't have been. No, you felt I, like I this again the next day. I felt like all three days. Oh, all three days, damn! Because I wasn't performing to this certain expectation that I placed on myself, no. and I don't know how to get out of that. And you kind of so you kind of up into like a rut, like after you did bad the first oh, yeah. day, and then well, you were like, like it just got I worse did bad day by the day. The first day, but then it turned out that I actually did better than I should have done the first day based on how everyone else played. Oh, so like the first course we went and played, like I did poorly. I think I was like six over, but 
compared to the rest of the field. I was in 11th place. I was doing pretty fucking good. Mitch was at four under, like Thomas and Jacob, who are way fucking better than me, were at like five and six or four and five over. Like I was, I was in the mix and I was like doing really well, but I felt like I left tons of strokes on the table. I should have been at even, but I wasn't. Uh, uh, let me say this. It's, it's, we always want to look for solutions that make us feel uh, happy and soft and fluffy, right? Yeah. Uh, the body gave us nerves and pain receptors for a reason. There is a, a part of this that, that I, I kind of think might be good. Like maybe, maybe you should feel that way. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's something that's actually good for you as a sportsman to feel frustrated, to feel grumpy, to feel annoyed because you care. And the only way to get better is to feel like shit. So you have to get better. Yeah. You know, like if, it's it, like if it means enough for you to feel grumpy. Iron is not forged, yeah. you know, with, yeah. you know, water and unicorns It's not and silky, shit. baby. Yeah. It's not silky. I think that's the quote. That adversity, right? I mean, that's so important in life in general <laughs> to be able to overcome that adversity and, and to embrace it, you yeah. know, and to force yourself embrace to. It's so suck. hard in the moment. I mean, I can think of many, many times in my life where I was not. Something shitty happened to me and I just got down on myself. But every time, I mean, I always try to, I mean, I, as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at it. But anytime I get through or come into an adverse, what's the way to say that? A moment of adversity, um, I do my best to be like, all right, here, this is a learning opportunity. Just learn from this. Just learn yeah. from this, you know? Yeah. Try it's, to embrace it. This is a good thing. Reflection was a big thing. Like the car ride home, like Hannah's on her phone, like we were just doing a podcast. But I definitely had that reflection moment of like, you know what, I probably could have done a better job of this. And this is what I would do next time is setting different expectations and those things. But like it was in that moment, my first thought was like, what the fuck is going, like, why can I not be better than this? Like, not just from like the better than this in the playing standpoint, like the mental side of like, why can't I just be better at like the mental side of it? And I was like, I was so, I was, then I got more frustrated myself that I didn't have the mental ability to do that. Cause like in golf, I do think I have that where like I can play poorly, but then I just go fuck it. And I was like, it's fine. It, that's that's an expectation thing. Yeah, that's that's ninety nine percent of what you just said yeah. is because you are expecting yourself to be better at disc golf than, than I actually am. Yeah. yeah, and you're okay, or maybe it's not expectation, but your your ability to be cool with results. It's a results versus a process yeah. thing. Yeah, and like because I know, like if I'm playing well, I I play real well. Yeah. Like that's where I like I I learned that I have big ebbs and flows, and especially like a lot of things like you know. If we're playing, if I have a bad night of like we're playing ping pong, I'm getting waxed. Hannah's beating the shit out of me. The next time that the Jackson walks in the house, I was like, I don't want to fucking play ping pong. Don't even talk about that shit. I don't even want to <laughs> be around it. my ass. <laughs> and then like I win one game and I'm like, holy shit, I'm back, baby. But yeah, one thing I want to mention yeah. is like the only thing that's going to uh, make you worse than the day that you experienced over the weekend is giving up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The only the only thing that's going to get you better is continue. Yeah. Get back forward. on the horse. You have to continue to play. It's to continue oh. to I what I like to do is like in especially like with this group is play with people that are better than you. Yeah, that's the thing. And set yourself up to like fight to be competitive to win. Because in a tournament and something that you have to play against people you have no idea with, you you essentially have to be perfect that day. Yeah. And so if you're gonna continue to play with people that are better with you, you're always chasing that next round, that next shot, that next perfection, which a lot of people can't handle. Um, and that's a whole different uh, conversation. But someone with a competitive nature will be cap capable of playing uh, 
with better people. Yeah. And, and learning from Always them. Always playing up. Learning with them, taking advice from them, and asking them, how can I get better? Not just playing with them. You can play with anybody. Being open to uh, criticism. Yeah. yeah. Being open. Just be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. What's your advice? Like, try to learn from the people around you, and then you just continue to practice. So what? What I learned is that, one, I should go play against people that are a lot better than me. And two, to get my confidence back up, I need to go play against Nate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. As a cripple. As a, yeah, I mean, yeah. with, with I need, the I need cripple Nate. I need, like, I need to go beat him by like 75 I mean, it's funny. When I, go out, you know, when I go out there, I'm like, I just suck. So it's there's no... <laughs> I mean, dude, no, it's just funny because like you throw no, a great shot, and I've literally seen you fully erect after you just threw this amazing mm-hmm. shot, and I'm just like, wow, Nate. I wish I had that happiness of that thing. And yeah, I, well, I get to feel good about the little things just because I don't. Yeah. I guess you know, it's not. I'm not as serious about it. I haven't been doing it as long, so I don't. I'm not as invested. Yeah. But I definitely have other things that you are serious that, about. Yeah, yeah, like well, it's yeah, a learning yeah. opportunity yeah. overall. It's just something that like I think that I will definitely be leaning on you guys on like asking your opinion on doing that like kind of moving forward so i mean to share a personal sorry to share a personal experience when i walked into my uh college lacrosse team like i was able to play lacrosse in college like i was maybe playing for a total of three years i started sophomore year of high school uh got recruited to play and everyone that i played with has been playing full since they were kids i mean there was Canadians that played since they were born. There were Northern individuals that played since middle school. There were even some Florida and Texas people that have played since middle school. I started three years ago. So walking onto a field that uh, you have the expectation, you're like, oh, shit, like I got recruited from a college, even though it was Division Two. You're like, oh, you know, I'm decent. And then you show up and you're like at the bottom pole of 45 players you're like, oh fuck, this this is rough. Like that's a that's a mental challenge. You're like, everyone around me is better. You got two options. You either fucking sink to the bottom of the ocean or you continue to fight against the grain and you you work out with your team, you play with your team every day, you just naturally get better. And that's your only option. Those are your two Did options. Did you get better? I got a lot better. Oh yeah. Yeah. It took a while. I don't know you played lacrosse. Yeah. Wait, Jackson, speaking of, were you joining that men's league? We we actually need to look into that. Yeah. Oh, that's that would be awesome. There's a, you guys there's are doing a, that? Yeah, that's fun. Well, yeah, we found out from your boss. Yeah, my boss. My and boss. Them, they're like, oh yeah, there's this like adult lacrosse league, and Jackson and I are like, let's fucking go. Bud. Yeah, we really should do it. Did you play lacrosse too, Mike? Yeah. Oh shit! I wish yeah. I'd played. Well, you you tried to play football, and then we played other sports. I tried. Yeah, I succeeded. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Nate played everything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, well, yeah. So oh. you. You learn. Sorry, uh, y'all. I just almost spilled a uh, full beer. Beer fell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was the most deserved That's my thing. Favorite button ever. <laughs> I don't even know what any of the other <laughs> buttons do, but oh, <laughs> it's a beautiful one right hey, there. And then uh, for those out there that are listening that uh, would like to hear uh, my biblical take on it, I'm going to say this because I think all in all, it, it does come back to what I'm saying. And, and take it as you will, but uh, my main point is is kind of what Paul is saying here in Corinthians, which is, and now, isn't it wonderful all the ways in which this this distress has brought you closer to God? You are more alive, more concerned, more sensitive, more reverent, more human, more passionate, and even more responsible. If you look at this situation from every angle, you come out of this with purity of heart. 
That's two Corinthians. Uh, and, and I'm going to bring it back into this with, with the mindset of, Mike, if you were to look at like this weekend from any angle, you're going to be those things that he says, regardless of the, of the, the biblical notion of it. If you just look at it from a pure sports athlete point of view, you're going to look back at this weekend with a little bit of distaste, a little bit of frustration, but you're also going to be more compassionate and empathetic towards other people that have been frustrated as fuck with sports. You're going to look at it with a little bit more reverence, with a little more respect for the game. That maybe you're not as good as you think you are, which is always powerful. Oh, trains suck. Good. Yeah. And you're going to look at it with a little bit more compassion towards people that are struggling with the game. You're going to have a little bit more, uh, maybe excitement to get back out there and actually not feel that way again. And, and at the end of the day, the fact that you're even bringing it up is going to make you, it's, you're being a better person for it because you're acknowledging failure and, and weakness and, and strife. And it makes me like you more as a friend because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't admit that they're struggling with certain things and they failed at certain things. and They're frustrated. And it makes me want to voice some of my frustrations with you down the road just makes you more of an open and honest and genuine person. Yeah, it's kind of why I thought about bringing it up to begin with because I was like sitting there. I was like, you know, I am annoyed as shit with myself. And I was like, okay, cool. Just moving on. And then I had that like moment of like, okay, well, how do I not let this happen again? And then I was like, well, what do I do? Probably just talk to the fucking guys about it because there you go. at yeah, the end of the day, if I need advice from people, it's going to be like y'all or, you know, Mitch or Hannah, like one of those people that's yeah. just like, hey, you know, Mitch, grain of salt, because he's either going to be making fun of me or giving me great life advice, and I don't know which one it is ever, like, until <laughs> after the fact. So, yeah. Same with y'all, though. It's like, you're either yeah. making fun of me or giving me good advice. You're either calling me a beagle or telling me that I'm a god, and I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I, th- so. I think when it comes to more serious topics, like, we'll all genuinely know that and be like, all right, this, yeah. this is the time for, like, uh, comfort and to, you know, talk to you about yeah. it to actually connect with you. But if there's times you're like, hey, I just sucked today. I'm like, yeah, you did, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you know? I'll talk shit to you, but well, right now it's not one of those times. Playing you know? nine holes with Jackson and neither one of us, like, we're just sitting there playing a scramble and we just can't get a fucking par because we suck. Yeah, we're garbage, we're, like, dude. We were yeah. so bad. God damn it. And we're just like, you know, you suck. And you're like, you suck. And I was like, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> but we suck together. Yeah. One sec. So on that topic, you know, some of the stuff I'm going through, yeah, I was last 28 years of my life I spent in uniform whether it be the military or law enforcement and the, the same guys who would talk shit to me about whatever it is that I'm going through what I'm not doing what I should be doing those are the same dudes that whenever I see them say hey this is what I'm doing they instantly know what to do yeah that's and awesome so just like you know, we all go through our stuff whatever it might be and the more shit talking that, that goes on I, I think there's a correlation those are the people you can count on more. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, as, as odd as that may sound, but whenever you look at, you know, the same people who will <laughs> make fun of you for the most inadvertent things are the same people that will help you bear the body. There, there's yeah, a line. There's it. a line because it, you do have the random people in your life that may not ever become your friend, talk shit to you. And those friends, you, you or those people, you should just fucking cancel immediately. Absolutely. But, I will say some of and my best friends like have spoken just consistent shit, you know, and it's funny, well, but like also consistent. Yeah. But as a, as a person, like if you're unable to uh, absorb that type of content to yourself and like, you can't be lighthearted about it. I think you got to dig within yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, and 
people that don't talk shit to you, if they do talk shit to you, they generally like you. If, if it's in your, yeah. if it's to your face. Yeah, if, if yeah, it's to your face. Otherwise, a bunch of backstabbers. I know for me, I don't, I don't shit talk people that I don't, that I'm not like, yeah, that I don't feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's 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 a badge of honor, for lack of a better term. <laughs> talking shit, dog. What's up, dog? Do dog? I not talk shit to Jackson? Are y'all gonna do Is this? Is that what we're suggesting? Are we gonna break? I don't, stuff? I don't know what he's suggesting. <laughs> I was just saying, I think that you love Jackson so much that Emma has gonna have to watch her back. What? No, I got, that escalated very. Oh, quickly. I should talk Jackson a lot. Oh, that's where you're going with it. Because uh, he wants to be me. Oh, because okay. I want to be Jackson. I mean, dude, I have two arms. You have one. That's because I love Jackson. That's what. Yeah, fuck you. I have three. Oh my God. You have three arms? That's a. I thought you had two legs. It goes back and forth. It's well. Hard to, it's hard to describe. No. Um, all right. Let's wrap this up, guys, because it's getting out of hand. Um, Paul made a good point, though, and I want to touch on it at the end, which is, uh, as always, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you. And. If you do not have a group of guys you can go out and drink beer with and talk shit with. Don't be friends with them. And if they drive a Dodge Challenger. No. Uh, find a group of guys. Find a group of people for the girls out there. Find a group of girls. You guys can all rag on each other and keep each other humble and accountable and, and excited about pursuing goodness in the process. Get your mind off the results. The results are shit. It's going to be brutal. Stop dancing. Start wrestling. And drinks. Some fucking beer. Good night. Cheers. 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 Oh, yeah, boys.